This episode of Disney Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Christmas to theater to Disney, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and dreamers of all ages, welcome to the Disney Countdown Show. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Disney Countdown Show episode number two. Dos. Dos. We are here. We are ready to talk Disney. Uh, my name is Eric Peterson. I'm here with Danny Jordan. Hola, hola. We have our good buddy Chris Sisley live from Brooklyn, producer extraordinaire. But here we go, Danny. Episode number two. It's rolling. Yeah. We're rolling. It's happening. It's happening. We've got new artwork. Very exciting. Oh, right? Danny worked very hard on this artwork. It's very cool. Um, our countdown today is a good one. Yes. We're talking about top 10 rides at Disneyland. Oh, my God. So we're going to do 10 through 6 today, and then we'll do 5 through 1 next week. Um, but we're talking only Disneyland rides today. Yes. No Disney World rides. That will be a future countdown. Um, I'm excited. Are you excited? Eric, this is like my childhood dream coming to life. <laughs> to rank these things? Oh, my gosh. Th this... This might be the hardest list ever mm. that I will have to do on this show. Because as a kid from SoCal, as we talked about in our premiere episode, Disneyland was so much a part of the fabric of my childhood and still is a part of the fabric of my life. I mean, so much so that like breaking news, Eric and I are both currently in the virtual queue right now to get magic keys for Disneyland, because this will be too late for all the people listening. Yeah, but it'll be too late by the time you hear this. But they just went on sale. They just morning. went on sale. And like I felt like uh, like a kid on Christmas morning <laughs> all over again because I've been refreshing my browser ever since they sort of leaked that they might be opening them up again. Last week they started saying that. They yeah. started talking about I was like, is this just like a thing where people on the Internet just want to have something to talk about? And then Eric's sitting here in the studio before we record. He goes, He's watching some guy on TikTok. He's like, breaking news, blah, blah, blah. I was like, wait, what? And I'm like trying to turn the lights on. And so I run over to my computer. And so Eric and I are in the virtual queue because Disneyland um, holds such a special place in my heart. Yeah. And so I'm so excited for this countdown. Um, it was so hard to narrow it down to just 10. You know, and I think there are 28 rides yeah, at, yeah. at Disneyland. And so the good news is with this show, you know, we do these bonus episodes where we get to do an additional yeah, five. Yeah. So even to get it down to 10 and then to like rank my top five. Oof. Woo. Hard. This has been a ride. Literally. That's good. This That's pretty good. Yeah. This is because uh, I, I, I'm with you there. Disneyland has so many great attractions. It's funny. How do you feel about the uh, technical Disney terminology is you don't call them rides. You call them attractions. Attractions. Do you feel like that's a ridiculous thing that we should have to abide by? Or do you think that calling them rides is fine? Everybody gets what we're saying. That's a great question. You always ask great questions on the show. And Christmas, Catherine, I got to give it up to you. Thanks. I was re-listening to our premiere episode, and I realized something that Eric does on, on our shows that is so brilliant. And you would think me as a producer, maybe I'd take some notes <laughs> from Eric, is that Eric always will be like, so what do you think about blah, 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 blah? Or do you think this, that, and that? And it's always on brand, and it always... It conversation always, starter. It's a conversation starter. It's great fodder. Yeah. I think it's something that we could all learn from. Eric here is... <laughs> learn that, to ask questions. Learn to ask questions. It's the age-old thing. There's a reason you have two ears and one mouth. You're supposed to listen <laughs> twice right. as much as you talk. That's right. Um, I, I That's a note to myself. But... 
That's a great question. I think whatever in your heart you want to call it. Yeah. In the moment, if yeah. sometimes it's an attraction, uh, call it an attraction. If sometimes it's right, it's sort of like the debate over like employee or cast, cast member. member. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do. I I think I do go cast member more than I think so. Yeah. I think that you know Disney is as a company obviously enormously successful. Yes. Uh, financially, you know they basically print money. Um, and I think one of the reasons is their corporate culture. And I mean, we can, I'm sure it, throughout this podcast, we will talk a lot about the last year or two of Disney's corporate culture, oh. which has a lot of people abuzz. Uh, and we have lots of feelings about, but in general, the corporate culture of Disney is important and it is to be in a way idolized or like sought after of a, a way to do things. And so part of me thinks that like, I definitely am guilty of saying rides like, which ride are we going to go on next? But even when I do, I feel a little sense of like guilt. It's Ooh, like, really? I feel like, Oh man, this isn't what Walt wanted. Walt wanted us to say attractions mm. because a ride sounds like something you do at a carnival, That's you know, true. whereas an attraction is an experience. The queue has, you know, the, the line that you're waiting in has a story to tell when you're on the ride, there's a story to tell when you get off, you exit through a story. And so, Whenever I say ride, I always feel just a little guilty. Like Walt's like standing over yeah. your shoulder going like, tisk tisk. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. what I built this Speaking for. Speaking of Walt, yes. I, I'm totally changing the subject here. But I saw the greatest video. I think you saw this too. Uh, and we'll post this in case people didn't see it. There was a guy, this was about a month or two ago, who went to Disneyland. And he was a tall guy. Not in like a full costume, but definitely knew that he looked a lot like Walt Disney. Okay. So he had like the kind of gray 1950s suit on, yeah. had his hair slicked back. He had the little kind of pencil thin mustache that Walt had. And he just kind of walked around Disney, which is cool. Like, all right, that's, that's cool. amazing. And yeah. people like, you know, took pictures with him and stuff. And he sort of was like, Hey, I'm just here, you know, definitely trying to look like Walt. But there is a video of that guy standing in line to meet Mickey. And when Mickey sees him, the you know he obviously the characters don't talk, so it's all nonverbal. But he like sees him, he realizes that this guy is Walt Disney. Yeah, and he gives him the biggest hug in sort of like a kid to their father way. Mm. Like he put his head down, like kind of bar oh, Mickey buried gosh. his head like in this guy's like chest, you know, yes. as opposed to like we're hugging, hi, you know. It was like uh, the way a kid would hug their parent. And he just like looked sad and this guy just gave him a hug. It is like I've watched it so many times and I've cried every time I see I it. I want to start crying right because now. Because it's just so emotional. I love that that guy did it. I love that Mickey recognized it. I love that somebody got it on camera. Yeah. It's spectacular. So if you haven't seen that, search it out or we'll we'll post it on our... What was the reaction of all the people watching? The people around were just like, oh. Oh my god! I mean, it was such a beautiful. Here, I'll show you a picture of it, Danny. Just so I feel like you could play the audio, and all of us are going to start. Crying. The thing is, there's not really audio because it's being filmed from afar. Oh, gotcha! But like, oh my gosh, look at it's yeah, the so way good, that right? he. It almost feels like that's what it would have looked like back in like 1955. Yeah, with Walt standing somewhere on Main Street and Mickey coming over and giving him. Yeah. A hug. Yeah. It feels like one of those paintings you would see, you know, in like a huge like Disney obsessed yeah, yeah. person's office yeah, of yeah. like, you know, Mickey missing Walt sort of thing. Like, I, I wish you were still here, yeah. you know, friend, like, yeah. or we're together forever. Sort yeah. of like, I'm getting chills just like yeah. thinking, 
thinking about. Did I ever tell you the story that uh, this is a secondhand story, so it's not my story, but okay. my um, college professor uh, who taught stagecraft, like you know, building sets and stuff. His name was Jim Langley, okay. uh, and he had this story. He grew up. He's from Idaho, but he used to go to Disneyland when he was a kid. Um, and he said when he was about six, seven years old, he was at Disney with his parents, uh, and they were having a great day, and everything was fun. This was back in you know the sixties, I guess. Yeah, and um, uh, he's sitting at uh, one of the uh, restaurant things, I think at Jolly Holiday or something like that, sort of near Main Street. Coke Corner yeah, yeah, area. Yeah. Okay. And so he's sitting there having a meal with his parents, and this guy sits down next to him and just says, hey, how you doing, folks? You enjoying the park? And he said, oh, yeah, it's really fun. We did a carousel, and now we're going to go do Peter Pan or whatever. And the guy was like, oh, that's great. I'm so glad that you guys are having a good time, and uh, just enjoy my park and you know have a great day. Whoa. It was Walt Disney. Oh, my He like gosh. had an experience where Walt Disney walked up to Dude. him at Disneyland as a kid and said, have a good time in my park. Oh, and like, my gosh. Is that not an amazing story? That's incredible. I, I can only imagine. I mean, I geek out about the idea of like if I was there and maybe like Bob Iker, sure, Iker yeah. came up and said hello to me. Or I remember a few years ago at the holidays, uh, we were there and we were I think we did a park hopper. It's like a big family trip. And we were over in sort of like the Hollywood Studios area of California Adventure and saw like a plaid vest walk by and I glanced over and I was like, oh, hey, there's Lin-Manuel Miranda. And my wife and my sister were like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, he just he walked by with his kid. There, yeah. there they go. And and they like went like chasing after him, like sure. trying to find him. And then we ended up going over to, I think it was still Tower of Terror at that time. And as we were waiting for like my mom and dad to get off the ride, uh, Angela Kinsey from the office mm -hmm. it was like the who's who it's just like sure. that's the fun about disney is like there's just those magical moments but like that doesn't even measure up to the creator yeah. of the park yeah. walt disney and that he'll have that story forever amazing those are like pixie dust moments yeah. i mean that's like the ultimate yeah pixie dust moment yeah. walt disney coming yeah. up to you um so speaking of pixie dust uh you know we're back you know with this new show we started christmas countdown and now we're here with disney and we've already had some friends from christmas countdown or even new friends yeah. from disney countdown reaching out to us letting us know what they think of the show Reviews. i think we should we should share a little Let's bit of that that's it. one of the things that you and i love to do on this show is to share Listener reviews. So if you're listening, uh, you're new to Disney Countdown, you're new to the Countdown Network, um, which we are a network yes, now, which is really, really exciting. Um, please uh, leave us a rating, leave us a review. We like to read those reviews on the show. We shout you out, give you the love and appreciation that you deserve. So if you're listening right now and you love it, please rate and review wherever you're listening. Uh, and if you're not following us on social media, please do so. We are at Disney Countdown Show on Instagram and TikTok. We are at Pod Disney on Twitter yep. and at Disney Countdown on Facebook, yes. and we also have a Patreon. So yes. if you want to get some bonus content, we are doing additional countdowns just for subscribers and Patreon supporters. Uh, click the link in the episode notes, and you'll you'll get those episodes. Plus, you get to be a part of the Disney Countdown crew. Yes. Private, exclusive. On Facebook. Access. It's like the Club 33. <laughs> Yes. Of Facebook groups. Of Facebook groups, Essentially, because yeah. it's yeah. members only. Sure, yeah. All right, we don't serve uh, $80 fillets there. <laughs> but Eric and I do hang out yeah. and there is exclusive merch only available to those people. And we know Disney people love, love the merch, love exclusive merch. Yes. So you're going to want to make sure you follow along and subscribe in all those places. But uh, speaking of people with Pixie Dust, uh, let's, this is our first review. Yeah. Chris has music for us. Chris has music. 
I wow. do have music. And before I play the music, I want to give you a little bit of background. On the last episode, Eric talked about how much he loved Epcot, and I want to echo that. I love Epcot. I love the idea, the future that Disney kind of holds to, with Tomorrowland or Innoventions and Spaceship Earth. So I wanted to do something a little bit different for this jingle, so I did it all through AI. I had AI write it. Whoa. I had AI sing it. Whoa. So here it is. It's time to read some reviews. <laughs> write one and we'll read yours, do. All right. That's so Dude, good. do you know who that sounds like? Uh, Owl City? Sia. That was a little Sia. That was like a little nod to Sia. That's pretty good. <laughs> Sia is AI. I love it. Hashtag that. I would not be surprised <laughs> if that was the case. Um, that's awesome, Chris. Thank you. Um, okay, so this is our first review. This is uh, on Apple. This is from JD Sims. Uh, left us five golden stars. A little shout out to Christmas countdown there. Uh, and they said... I was so excited to hear that Eric and Danny were starting this podcast. I'm a huge fan of their previous podcasts, Christmas Countdown and Parenting Countdown. Check those out if you haven't. Listening to them is like sitting down with two friends. Lots of laughs, stories about their families, and just a general good time. And that's exactly what we're always going for. So thank you, J.D. Sims. That's a great review. I think that's Janelle. Oh, And Janelle is our friend from Kenya. Yes. Who sent us the amazing gifts? She sent us gifts. I actually have in my cool new computer bag over there. Uh, Janelle sent us for Christmas uh, these like handmade leather bound journals. green journals with yeah. these cool leather straps. I've been writing in it like every every day, every other day at night. I just sort of jot down my thoughts in it. So huge thank you to yeah. Janelle thank for you. shipping that to us from Kenya, along with some like special little like gifts for our kids. Our kid. Yeah, it was amazing. Books and stuffed animals and all the things. So so huge shout out to to Janelle. Uh, we're so so grateful uh, for you. And you know, you said five golden stars. You know, you're saying that. We actually got a message the other day from someone who was a fan of Christmas Countdown, who's followed us over to Disney, is suggesting that we call it five magical stars. Sure, we can do that. That's you fair. Like that? That's Does that fair. work for you? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's from uh, that Emily's underscore 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 underscore. Uh, I didn't on even Instagram. know you could do that. You can, and apparently there's so many Emilys <laughs> on Instagram that you have to throw in four underscores sure. to get the name you want. Uh, but thank you, Emilys, for that suggestion. I think that's going to be what, what we'll do moving forward is Five Magical Stars. Uh, and we did receive uh, a DM from a Disney World cast member. Ooh, cool. Named Jill. Uh, and she is at jill.waitforit on Instagram. And wait for it. Wait. Do you think she's a fan of... Is it Hamilton? Is it a wait for it Hamilton reference, or she could be a How I Met Your Mother fan? Because uh, remember how Barney on How I Met Your Mother used to say, "Wait for it." He'd say, "Legend, wait for it, Dairy." Were you on that show? No, I wasn't. You never did that, did that show. I feel I like love so, that show. I, I thought someone sent us a DM the other day saying your episode's on right now, and I was like, well, "I was never on of How I, I Met Your Mother." Yeah, yeah, I'm not. On oh, that. wait a second. I did background on an episode of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Wouldn't that be hysterical if I got the DM <sighs> and I was like, funny. oh, Eric must have been a guest yeah. star on an episode yeah. of that show. And they actually were talking about the episode where I'm standing in the back of the pub <laughs> on a payphone. Oh, that's funny. You know, going, you know. That's funny. Yeah, I, that was when I was trying to make it up in the biz, Eric. Sure, and I sure. just had to pay my rent yeah. one way or another. So you may have seen me in the background on a number of your favorite shows. Anyway, back to Jill. Jill.waitforit says, uh, I just need to say 
that everything Eric said about the ratio of where guests are coming from, locals slash tourists, is absolutely correct. Yes. You did reference that uh, in the first episode. She goes, a conversation, uh, it's a conversation that happens between me and my peers uh, quite often. I love it. So thank you, Jill, for dropping that knowledge. I love that we already have cast members checking reaching, us out. checking us out, yeah. reaching out, letting us know that some of our facts, you know, we doubted ourselves. Yes, we weren't <laughs> sure. We weren't sure about that. But that that makes me feel very vindicated because not only did I say it here on this podcast, but I've said it in many a dinner conversation. I, it's one of my favorite like made up facts. And I'm like, I don't have any data to support this, but uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, you know, we well, you know what they say. 90% of statistics are made up on the spot. This is true. This is true. Which is a joke in and of Ding. itself. There you go. Because it's a statistic. <laughs> uh, but now you can say, hey, I know Jill, yeah, who yeah. works at Disney World, and she, said she, I was totally right. she corroborated yeah. this information. So thank you to everyone who reached out. Uh, if you would like to have a message shared on the show, please DM us. Like we said, we are at Disney Countdown Show on Instagram, uh, TikTok, at Pod Disney on Twitter, uh, or just leave us a review. We will share those. I think in the history of Disney Countdown, to date, we've read over... I don't know, 200 plus reviews on that. We've read a lot. Yeah. So if you want to get your name added to that iconic list, yeah, please submit that review and we will say thank you very much. Do you know who we need to start connecting with? And mm. th this will happen organically as yeah. we release more and more shows. Um, Christmas Countdown, there's the podcasting world of Christmas exists, but it's not enormous. Right. Uh, but the Disney like podcasting, vlogging, social media world is enormous. It's huge. And so I'm excited as we release more and more episodes and this starts to gain momentum of hopefully connecting with some of the larger sort of uh, creators yeah. in the Disney sort of social media world, which I think will be fun. So Eric and I are doing our favorite uh, Disneyland rides countdown 10 through 6 today uh, on this episode. But, you know, we thought, well, what's a game? That we could do that sort of ties into this theme and we used to do this a lot on christmas countdown we would do these this or that's you know like yes. christmas you know, real tree fake tree uh you know gingerbread sugar cookies all these yeah. sorts of things so we thought well let's bring some of those games that people loved on christmas countdown to the disney let's bring them to the disney experience so this is going to be this or that Disney theme park yes. edition. And Chris, producer extraordinaire, has put together a list, I, I believe, of five, um, I was going to say rides. Attractions. Here's the thing. Can I, can I say where I differentiate sure. attractions from rides? Sure. Great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Attraction. Walking through the castle. Attraction. Splash Mountain. Ride. Sure. Do I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but Walt would say they're all experiences. What if it was an attraction with a ride element? I think they all are like that. <laughs> They're taking you on a ride yeah, back absolutely. to Abraham ride? Lincoln. Yes. yes, getting a haircut. Yeah. Uh, but this is going to be specifically to, I, I guess it's just attractions, right? Yeah. Okay. It is yeah. attractions that exist at both Disneyland and Disney World and Walt Disney World. Yeah. So here we go. I think Chris has put together a list. Let's do this. All right. Let's start off easy. How about Space Mountain? Okay, Space Mountain. I don't think that's easy. The difference being at Disneyland, you sit single file. Uh, no, at Disney World, you sit single file. Disneyland, you're side by side. No, you're definitely single file at Disneyland. No, you are side I by just, side. I just went on it. I, are you thinking about Matterhorn? Are you thinking about... No. Hang on. Let's Dude, see. it's side by side. 
Oh, I, I was at Disney World. You're right. <laughs> I forgot where I was. I w- <laughs> hang on. Space Mountain. It's side by side with the speakers in between your ears that make the hidden Mickey. Did That's you know that there's a hidden Mickey on Space Mountain at Disneyland? Uh, I did not know that. So the speakers in between you, if you if you look at it from above, you know how like the cue you sort of wrap down. Yeah. And you look at the speakers in between the headrests, they make a, a Mickey. I like that. Yeah. Um, all right, but which one do you like better? I that's a great question. I I think about this all the time when I'm at one of the parks. It's like, oh, was this better? Yeah. Than the other, and I think. I got to go, I think I got to go to Disneyland. I'm going to go to Disney World. Really? I like the single file aspect of okay. it. Okay. I also like that Captain EO was there, was right next to it. And like, I loved Captain EO so much. Do you remember Captain EO? Wait, Captain EO used to be next to the one at Disney World? Yeah. Where? It was like in, there was like an experience, like a theater right next to Space Mountain. Are you sure you're not thinking of Disneyland? No. Because the queue, when you're walking up to Space Mountain at they Disneyland... They have both had Captain EO. It's like, there's still, like, the theater is still there. Right. And then you got to walk by it. Right. And then, like, you could see the entrance to the theater as you're walking up. Yeah. But at Disney World... I guess I never went to Disney World between, like, the years of 1980. Because I only saw Captain EO at Disney World. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that it was there. Yeah, yeah, Oh, that's yeah. why. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, so I'm going to go Disney World is better. Okay. Fair enough. It feels to me like Matterhorn in the dark. Sure. Because like the cars are very similar. I don't know. There's just something about like the whole experience of like you can that you can see into it from Star Tours. I sort of like that you can see like them sort of like whizzing through space. I don't know. One of my dreams I have to say is to be on the ride when the lights come on. Yeah. I want to see what that looks like. Yeah. Because I've I seen th- it on YouTube. I think, though, yeah, I've seen it on YouTube, and I think you would be underwhelmed. Part of the magic of Space Mountain <laughs> is that it's actually not that intense of a ride. Yeah. But it's the fact that it's in the dark that makes it feel so intense. Is, but if you saw it with the lights on, you'd be like, oh, it's just like spinning in a circle. Yeah, we're just going circle down, yeah. circle down. Yeah. But there is that one really great dip towards yeah, yeah. the end yes. that I just, that's my favorite I, part I do of like the ride. That I yeah. love that. All right, uh, next all right, next one. Next one is the Peter Pan ride. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've been on Peter Pan at Walt Disney World. Ooh. Those lines get so long in Fantasyland. They do. And but especially I'm gonna go Disney World on this Ooh. one, partially because of the queue. And while I love waiting in line at Disneyland for Peter yeah. Pan, the queue at Disney World just recently in the last few years, now you go through the dar uh is not the darling family that's the uh, that's lady and the tramp um do we know what wendy and michael wait isn't it darling is it darling it's darling yeah okay yeah so the darling family um you go through the nursery oh. and so now it's a totally interactive queue where there's you know those things where there's like a projector and you can like make your shadow do things to yeah. something on a wall. There's a bunch of that stuff. Oh, that's cool. It's it's a very very cool cue now, uh, and I just uh, I like that. So I'm gonna go Disney World. I'm gonna go Disneyland because it's the only one I've ever been on, and I do love I do love. I was looking into this recently. I don't think I ever pieced it together that like the whole look of Fantasyland, which I guess was rebranded, I think the '80s or whatever, uh, or maybe was it '80s? I think it was like '81 to be like an Alpine Village, mm. and I just love that feel of like yeah. the architecture of the outside of those rides, like the ones in Fantasyland at Disney World. 
it feels more to They're me separate like, things. like a like a fair. Yes. Uh yes. It's got much more of a princess knight in shining armor vibe. Yeah. Uh and it does feel like each thing is sort of separate. Like there's Peter Pan, there's Small World, and they're all like their own buildings of stuff. Whereas at Disneyland, the entire experience of Fantasyland feels more cohesive. It feels like you are like in Bavaria. Yeah. Which totally. I love so much. Okay. All right. Moving on. Next one, Haunted Mansion. <sighs> I I have feelings. Go. I have feelings about this. My feeling is... I mean, this it's probably going to be the way I go for all this. It's the OG. I just, I love, I think I like the exterior look of the mansion better at Disneyland. Sure. Um, the one in Orlando feels more like a, I don't know, like a, like a greenhouse to me. Like, cause it feels like it has like more glass elements in the queue. It does. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. The the one at Disneyland just feels it just feels older. It just feels like well, a place that at, would be haunted. The one at Disneyland has a much more New Orleans kind of vibe, like a yeah. New Orleans mansion. Right. Uh whereas the Disney World one has more of a gothic castle kind of vibe. Mm. Um I will say that I am not a um Nightmare Before Christmas fan. I don't Same. like dislike it, but it's not something that I get super stoked about. Same, yeah. But I do like that at Disneyland, the overlay at Christmas time of the Nightmare Before Christmas. It looks great. It, they just do a really good job of it. You still get the experience of the of the ride, but it's just an added little element. You know what I like a lot about the Disneyland one is that when you're in queue, it really feels like you're on the property of the house. Sure, yeah. The one at, at Disney World, like you sort of like go back around that corner and then you yeah. like just go inside like this lower entrance. Because, like, the house sits up sort yeah, of on, it's a, up hill. on a hill. Yeah. And so you sort of, like, go in, yeah. not like, a basement entrance, yeah. I guess. But, like, the fact that you're, like, wrapping around the grounds. Maybe I just didn't pay good enough attention last time I was at Disney World. But Disneyland just feels like I'm on the property. Yeah. I'm out in front. I'm around the side. There's all the I would, I would agree that the Disney World one is like that, too. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I need to go on it again. <laughs> Let's plan a trip. Next one. Okay. <laughs> the next one, Pirates of the Caribbean. This one's easy for me. Go ahead. Disneyland. <laughs> um, the queue is better. I do like the queue. I'm trying to think about the queue in. Uh, I like the queue in Disney World too because you're, you're just more... in that big open like covered area for so no, long. You go in the into like the castle-y kind of thing, like the sort of blown apart. But you're like outside for so long in those switchbacks, and then you got to get the into the thing. I don't know, like I. I love the look of the building from the outside. Like it feels like its own thing. Sure. And then I love nothing for me will beat walking in like the when you first get to the doors to the interior part of the line and smelling the water. Yes. I was just gonna say the smell of the water is spectacular at Disneyland. Yeah. That that would be if anything gave it the edge, there is something about the smell of the water at Disneyland that's a little better. How do we get those candles? Have you seen those? <laughs> no. Like, you haven't they, seen, there's a company that makes candles that are that uh, smell like smells of like spots at the Disneyland parks, but like the names, you know, because of like licensing sure. stuff. It's like Pirates Lair or right. something like that. Uh or like Ghost House. But it's all like apparently the pirates one I've heard from friends who have these candles smells exactly like the water. So I think we're going to have to order those. That's amazing. When it comes to the ride though, 
because Pirates at Disneyland has multiple drops. I don't think the one at Disney World has multiple drops. Um, or does it even have a drop? It has a drop at the beginning because you have to go down to then go back up. Right. Uh, I can't remember. Because I love, I don't know, there are those two great drops that just like set the mood right out of the gates. And I love because, oh, you know what my big difference is, is that at the beginning of the ride, like you're sort of like sailing through the bayou. Through the bayou. I do love that about the Disneyland. It really starts to set the yes. vibe for you're going you somewhere. You can see the like little, I like the the fireflies that you kind of see. That's really cool. I want some oh, of those in this studio. How do we make that happen? That would be good. All right. So I'm going Disneyland. You're going... I'm going to go Disneyland on this one. Oh, all right. Yeah. I brought you to the dark side. You brought side. me to the to the land side. The land side. All right. All right. We, one more? One more. This is the last one. Okay. This is the castle. Ooh. So are we talking about the castle as a whole? Um, or just the, the look or the whole thing you can do to... However you want to interpret it. Okay. All right. This one. This is a hard one. Because that freaking castle in Orlando... When you see it, when you walk onto Main Street, and I got to give it up for them for the way they design Main Street, because it yeah. doesn't it, it sort of like goes up slightly and then it drops, right? So you can get that picture towards the yes. top of Main Street yeah. where you're a little elevated, but the castle sits just a little yes. lower. Yeah. It is so massive. It's an amazing castle. It's so impressive. Yes. All the things they can do with it in terms of like the shows that come out of it. Yes. Well, here's what I'll say. There, um, I like the one in Disneyland. Have you ever done the walking up into oh, it yeah. and like looking at the whole story of Sleeping, uh, yeah. Sleeping Beauty? It's really cool. And a lot of people don't do it or don't know about it. It's a very cool thing. It's just a walkthrough attraction that you can sort of see the story of Sleeping Beauty. And I do love that. But the Disney World one does, you can go inside of it. There are play, There are ways to do it. There is a restaurant what? that is like right in the sort of back of it, so you can see the windows to the restaurant okay. when you're on the uh, carousel. Right. Um, and it's a character breakfast or character meal place, and it's awesome. They, I, I think they maybe only do princesses there, but we did it with our kids one time, and like all the princesses come up to you, and it's super fun, and oh it's right gosh. in the castle, which is awesome. Um, and then there's also in the Disney World one, there is a hotel room that like it's near impossible to get. And I don't even know wh how you go about getting it, right. but it's for special guests and stuff like that. But there is a fully functioning, like Cinderella's bedroom in, uh, the Disney world castle Whoa. that you can stay at. Sort of like the dream suite that's above yeah. pirates. Yes. Situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. How do we make this happen? That happen? I don't know. I, th I'm really, you know, I'm putting it out to the universe. We're getting magic keys today. Yes. That's happening. And the price irrelevant. <laughs> We're not going to think about that. Think we need it. Patreon viewers. Yeah. If you want to help us go to Disneyland more, make sure you support our Patreon. See, it's all that manifestation. <laughs> That's right. Imagine right. if we got 100 Patreon supporters, we could buy one magic key. That's true. I believe in us. That's true. Uh, a dream is a wish your heart makes. That's right. uh, but anyway, that's our, that's that our this or that. That, that. that was good. Uh, Disney... Did you guys ever say which one you like better? Oh, no, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't want to commit. <laughs> I'm going to go Disney. I, mean, I can assume that Danny's going to say that it's Disneyland because every single thing you said so far is Disneyland. Has it yeah. been Disneyland across the board? <laughs> yeah, it has. If I'm... you'd asked me Big Thunder Mountain, I would have said Disneyland. <laughs> Do you think it's because you don't have as much experience at Disney World? No, I or just... Here's the thing. It has to be. Some of the things you're saying were just like... We're wrong. Patently false. Like what? <laughs> like like the fact that Pirates is better? 
at Disneyland, it is better at Disneyland. It's a better experience. The actual ride is a better experience. <laughs> Space Mountain, I think it's faster at Disneyland. No. I think you it's, think it's faster at Disneyland. Yes. I don't know. It just feels <laughs> made up facts. I don't know. Can, can you look it up? Can we that we could fact check that actually? Let's, What's the I'm top speed of Space Mountain? It's probably like 35, 40 miles. I used to work at a at a competing theme park in Orlando, Ooh. so I'm fam familiar a little bit with uh, roller coaster speeds. It was it's probably like 35, 40 miles an hour tops. Isn't the fastest ride the monorail? Isn't that the thing? <laughs> Because um, it goes like 40 know. or 45, at least at Disneyland. I don't know. I Here's the thing. Maybe I do Maybe I do like Space Mountain better at Disney World. It is your truth, but I wonder if you're maybe a little more Hey, biased. here's one. If you'd put Matterhorn versus uh, Everest, Expedition Everest, I would go yeah. Exp Expedition Everest oh, all day long. Because it's better. That, that ride is... <laughs> I think Matterhorn... Well, we'll get into this in the, in yeah, the countdown. Yes, but totally. I, have, I have feelings about... Matterhorn as I've gotten older and I've analyzed okay, life. Okay, I have an answer here. Okay, what's the answer? Space Mountain at Disney World clocks in at 28 miles per hour. Whoa, that's fast. Where Space <laughs> Mountain at Disneyland, California travels a little faster oh! at 35 miles per yes! hour. There you go. There I you had go. a feeling. There you go. I wonder what the fast, what point it hits that Terminal velocity of <laughs> thirty five. Probably in a drop. Probably. Isn't it amazing? You're like, God, I'm going to the speed of light. Flying. I could almost run that. I could ride my Peloton as fast as that thing. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Anyway, um, should we get to the countdown? I here? think we should. Yeah. Very exciting. I love that. All right. So we are doing top 10, but we're doing 10 through 6 today. Disneyland attractions. Now, I have to say this. I, there was two things that I did not add because I thought we should keep them to attractions. But okay. I just want to give a special shout-out. And I'm sure we'll talk about them later. But the Sound Station Parade Ooh. is so good. But not not really an attraction. Is that it's the one that's got like the wild lights that were sort of a play on... Um, uh, no, that was Paint the Night, Paint the Night. Okay, which was a, right. a great one. Dude. Very good one. Yeah. Um, and then did you ever see Mickey and the Magical Map? Which was oh, a show that was the back show in the corner. Back by, uh, um, whatchamacallit, Toontown, right? Yeah. I did not. So good. Okay. It was so good. But I didn't add those, but I'm just giving special shout out and we'll talk about them later. But mm. here we go. Top 10, 10 through 6 rides at Disneyland. Ooh, I'm so excited. Okay. Uh, and number 10, I'm going Pirates of the Caribbean. Really? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I, as we just talked about, we love the smell. We love the opening. We love all the, um, you know, the lightning bugs. I like, um, there's also something that, do they have uh, the Jack Sparrow that looks like Johnny Depp oh, yeah. at both of them? Do, is that also at Disney World or is that That's only question. at Disneyland? I know it's at Disneyland in three spots. Yes, definitely. And it's so well done. It is really cool. Did you ever see the videos of when Johnny Depp went out on the ride? They like removed the... Um, audio animatronics and he 
dressed in full Jack Sparrow was like standing Wait, in what? the right. Yes. I thought I thought he just like stood next to one of them to get a picture or something like no, that. No, no. He like stood on the ride and there's really? video of him being like, Hello, how are you? You know, and then people being like, Oh my god, he's talking that's Johnny Depp. He's oh like standing gosh. in the in the attraction, which that is very cool. Very is very good video to check out. Epic. Um but yeah, I'm gonna go uh Pirates of the Caribbean number ten. Okay. What's your what's your favorite part of the ride? Um, I, I mean, I love the classic moments. I love the sort of like fire when the town's on fire. I love, you know, what's my favorite part of the ride? Mm. I like the guy who's sitting with the pigs. Yes. Who's like down in the corner in the mud and super drunk. And then there's also a guy right uh, that's hanging off of the, one of the bridges and his foot is sort of dangling. Yes. And his foot just looks so nasty and dark and like <laughs> muddy and i just love that detail so yeah those are those are some of my favorites. oh it's as a kid it was like that was the ride i had to go on you know how yeah. you have like a ride that's like yeah. your ride to go on that was one of those for me every single time it's so good uh all right so number 10 for me is one of the one of the ogs it was one of the rides that was there on opening day back to july 17th 1955 a day that will live in the annals forever um Jungle Cruise. Good one. Jungle Cruise. So good. Um, I'm having so much fun like learning about these rides, like going back and watching the Imagineer story again, but also just like going into these like fandom pages uh, online. You know, I think I had heard this before, but it like when I was doing my research, it popped back up is that one of the inspirations for the ride was the movie The African Queen yeah. starring Humphrey Bogart and Catherine Hepburn, which like now getting older, like why do I like that ride so much? When I was a kid, that was my grandfather's favorite movie. Like, I would go visit my grandparents and be like, hey, you want to watch a movie? And I'm like, oh, yeah, what are we going to watch? Like, uh, Roger Rabbit or when he's right. like, African Queen in black and white yeah. starring Humphrey Bogart. But I just grew to love that movie because sure. my grandfather yeah. loved it so much. And so, you know, I think it's very apropos that, like, as an adult, that it's one of my favorite rides. Um at Disneyland, uh, I found out some fun facts about this, and I'm sure some of our Disney-obsessed people will know, but maybe the casual Disney fan may not know, is that, you know, every boat has a name. Yes. Um, which are very punny. Love that. Love it. That's one of the best aspects yes. of the ride altogether. But did you know they changed the names at the holidays? Yes. Which I think is really, really cool. I, yeah. I was like, oh, I, I, I think maybe I noticed it, but never took the time if you go online uh, and you just look up like, you know, Disney ride facts or whatever, you can find like what the names are of yeah. all the boats during normal you know time of year and then the holiday season, what they change them to. Yeah. Um, did you know also another thing I found out that I hadn't even thought about was that they rerouted the river at one point? I don't know if I knew that. 1995. Okay. And they did it when they brought in Indiana Jones. Oh, because they needed to give room right there because they kind of for the temple. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't. I remember like the exit line going by there, but I don't know if I ever remember as a kid being like, "Oh, the route of the river is different is yeah. now different." But I do love that aspect that as you're sort of like starting to go out, that you have these two rides that are complementary to yes. each other in terms of like the setting, the aesthetic, yeah. And and for me, it the puns are are what get me. Yeah. And I, I I went and just pulled up a couple of my favorite that I would love to share with you. And the puns sure. don't just exist from the captains. Sure. The puns start in the ride. Yes. Like when you look at the chalkboard, like missing persons or like missing boats, they're very punny. Um, but here, here are some of my favorites. Um, 
I'd like to point out some of my favorite plants here in the jungle. They point at the various plants without <laughs> saying so a word. Uh, I love that one. Uh, <laughs> I love my job as a skipper. In fact, my parents are so proud of my brother. <laughs> that one's great. Uh, this is another one that always gets me. Uh, points to huge rock. This formation on the right is actually sandstone. Most people take it for granted. It's one of our boulder attractions here at the park. Yeah. Love that one. And then, obviously, there's the joke that everybody loves. The eighth wonder of the world. The backside the of backside water. O2H. O2H. <laughs> like, that gets... I shout that out every right. single time. Um, so, let's just give it up for the, the skippers. Like, yes. wouldn't that be an incredible job? I would job? love that job. I feel like you would crush... I would love that job. That job. Yeah. yeah. So, once this podcast explodes yes and you don't need to worry about I, money i can be a guest skipper just yeah. yeah just do one day a week yeah, yeah. you know just work on your bits you know work on your stand-up <laughs> out there anyway that's it. my number 10 jungle cruise love it very strong uh that will definitely be heard from <laughs> later in the countdown um okay number nine for me is going to be uh at disneyland the guardians of the galaxy drop ride formerly okay. tower of terror oh so you that's a california adventure do you can oh, so you consider that part of Disneyland? Yeah. Oh, Disneyland I didn't include is... any of oh the California Adventure God. rides. What? I just went Disneyland proper. What? Yeah, Disneyland is the whole thing. What, what, let me ask you this: If I asked you your favorite rides at Disney World, would you just do Magic Kingdom? No, rides? I would include all of them. Oh, interesting. Disney World is all of the parks, so I would Magic have to specify Kingdom, Magic Kingdom. Yes, and even at Disneyland here. Magic, it's called Magic Kingdom. Is so you, it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just called Disneyland. No, Disneyland is the whole thing. I thought it was Disneyland Resort. Oh, jeez. And then you have Disneyland oh, Park. Oh, no. Danny. And then you have California Adventure. I have no California Adventure. Oh, I assumed geez. that we would do a California Adventure countdown. <laughs> I got no, well, I got no DCA I guess we'll on see. this list. Okay. Um, all right. So it's going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, ride. ride. Yeah. So good. Obviously, I loved Tower of Terror as well. Um, but I, I think they did a really good job in the sort of changeover. Uh, and I like that you can still do Tower of Terror in Orlando. Right. Um, although I think I heard that they're changing that one to Guardians too. Really? I think I, I could oh. be totally wrong on that, but I think I heard that. I feel like they got to keep it. Um, I also like that the Guardians ride, um, you do, I think, like two or three extra drops than what you did in Tower of yeah. Terror, which is great. Um, it's just... There's something about free falling that is so thrilling. Even when you've been on it a hundred times and you know what it's going to feel like each time it truly takes your breath away and you're mm. like, Whoa, my gosh, that was amazing. I have loved taking my kids on that ride and them truly being scared. Yeah. But like, in a safe way like they're never they've never been scared to the point of like daddy you've traumatized me <laughs> but they've been legitimately scared like they were like i don't want to do this i'm scared but then when it happens they're like that was amazing and that you know that whole experience of i'm scared i don't want to do this just trust us just trust us and then riding it and be like let's do it again is so wonderful um so yeah so my number nine is uh, guardians of the galaxy um all right so for me i'm gonna go with uh the ride at disneyland star tours Mm. At number nine, opened January 9th, uh, 1987. What's interesting about me selecting this ride is that I don't consider myself a big Star Wars fan. Sure. I think, you know, there's people who are like lifers, right? Sure, yeah. And I think for them, like walking into 
Star Wars Land. Is it even called Star Wars Land? Is that the official title um, or is it called Galaxy's like, Edge? Galaxy's Edge. Okay. That just shows you how big of a fan I am. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, Star Wars Land. Um, I just think there's people who are obsessed with Star Wars. There's people who aren't. But that ride, Star Tours, I don't even think as a kid I ever necessarily associated it with Star Wars. Star Wars. Sure. I was like, oh, some robots and yeah. get in this spaceship sure. and go off to space. I just think it was, you know, the technology behind it. So cool. everything that went into building that ride, uh, the, the 3D component of it, the way that it it just makes you feel like you are going into outer space. Yeah. I just thought it was brilliant. I thought the robot that used to be at the front of it, who'd be like, I'm still getting used yeah. to my programming. <laughs> like, I just thought that was so hysterical. I still say that to this day. <laughs> I'll be like, I, I, t- I do this with my daughters if like we're leaving Target or yeah. Costco and they're in the cart and I'll be like, I'll be running them to the car and I go, brakes, brakes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still going to use my programming. <laughs> and they have no idea That's what funny. I'm talking about whatsoever. But just the full immersive experience and the way that they've updated it to sort of bring it current and to yeah. represent all the new worlds of Star Wars um, that exist. I just, I think it's a brilliant ride. I think, I love the fact that it feels like you're sitting in an airplane. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. the like under, you know, the storage underneath yeah. and like the seat belts are the, the same. seat belts yeah. are like it. The little like hand re- armrests yeah. are the same. The little light fixtures that are overhead. Uh, I just I think it's a brilliant ride. I, I Anything that mixes like moving imagery with a compartment that moves and that as well. That was the first one to really do that with yeah. the sort of four point uh, gimbal axis that would, you know, shake and change. And then they matched video components to it and it's and there's so many rides like that now i mean a lot of the rides at universal are that now it's sort of like we move the cart and you're looking at a video that works with what we're doing to you physically but they're doing more and more of those at least at universal than it's than smart ride you know it's a it's a great use of space yeah. and it's very uh, transportative i believe Absolutely. is how we pronounce that we discovered transportative i wanted to call it transportative <laughs> but i guess according to emilio uh you know pour one out for him uh it's transportative but yeah i it, it's a brilliant ride and again it just it's an example of sort of disney pushing the envelope and being like you know hey it's never been done before but that doesn't mean it can't, it can't be done be, right. And they did it, and that's uh, that's my number nine. I love it. Do you want to check your queue? I want to check it you so bad. Be, Do you see that I'm getting antsy? Here? You're you're pretty close. I is yeah, my yeah. guess. Oh my gosh! What Six does it say? Minutes. Six, Six minutes. minutes. All right. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, all right. My number eight selection is going to be. It's a small world. Oh. I love small world so much. I know that people are like, oh, it's the worst. I hate small world. People feel very strong feelings about small world polarizing i love it i love the songs i love or the song really you know that's played (laughs) over and over um i love the cue i love how it sort of comes down the you know the two lines that come down the side Mm. i have a lot of great memories too because i've taken a picture of sophie and now miles from like hanging off of those grates sort of right as you're on the last little part of the queue before you get on the boats um i took a picture of her when she was like three or two or three or something like that and now every time that we go back i'm like sophie gotta do the picture again so i'd like to have eventually like a bunch as she like grows up but hanging on to the grate in the same place uh every year um i i love 
the fact that it is, uh, let me pull this up here. I think I read that it is the most played song uh, in the world because it has something like 50 million. Hang on, let me pull this up here. I saved it. <laughs> I love that you get this picture of them outside of a ride called It's a Small World as they're getting bigger. Yeah. Like there's just something really totally special about that. All right, here it goes. Uh, it is uh, Small World is very likely one of the most played songs in music history. According to Time Magazine in 2014, the song had been played an estimated 50 million times since the song was composed by Disney staff writers Richard and Robert Sherman for the 1964-65 New York World's Fair Pavilion Ride, which was then installed in Anaheim in 1966. I just, I love, also one of the things that the Disneyland version does, as opposed to Disney World, which is really cool. They just added this a few years ago. They've added Disney characters to each yes. country. So, like, you know, Alice is in England, yeah. I think. And, you know, Belle is in France. And, like, all the, you know, Pinocchio's in Italy. I kind of love that they did that. I wish that the Disney World would do that because it's such a fun thing to sort of, like, point out, like, oh, there's Alice. Totally. And, you know. Um, so I just, I love that ride. I, I love the smell of the water in that ride. I love singing a harmony to the song as it goes Dude, yes. um my favorite part of the whole ride is the hula girls at near the end and I, every time we go by i have to go hula 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 and i do it my kids love it i just i i love the thought of getting stuck on that ride and hearing the song like and people going crazy i just love it i love everything about small world i'm kind of amazed that i put it at number eight but uh, that's my number eight selection. I'm amazed, too. I'm absolutely am yeah. amazed. But I love that you did because I think the history behind it is just brilliant. I think the fact that a ride that's so basic can still be still dynamic. Be yeah. And I love that it can get, you know, reskinned for, for the holidays, the holidays oh, to make it so Christmas vibes. And that last room where there's like all the all just the white, white lights brilliant. in the end or the light show that they'll do yeah. on the outside. It's also great. Of it. And the clock. Yeah. Everything about it. Like it just... It feels like such an anchor to the park. Yes. And and I it holds a special place for me cuz like it's the first ride that both of my kids went on. Eric. Go. Eric. I, my magic key just came up. I did not confer with my wife before I did this. <laughs> Good luck. So Good luck. This may be a solo podcast going forward of just me. Just Eric because <laughs> talking about the memory of Danny. <laughs> memory of Danny, how he bought magic keys and we never heard from him <laughs> ever again. Uh, but I'm so thrilled. I'm a magic key holder. I could say that I'm a magic key holder. I'm gonna put that magnet somewhere here. <laughs> When I get in the mail, I'm going to bring it and put it here in the studio. Okay. All right. So you just shared uh, The Small World was your number eight. We talked mm -hmm. about some great experiences. Uh, we are back. I'm I'm just very excited right now. Okay. Number eight for me, uh, which I'll be riding very, very soon as a Magic Key holder. Uh, this was one of the OG rides as well, just like Jungle Cruise. And I'm guessing this is going to appear later on Eric's list. So I'm not going to say too much about it. Uh, my number eight uh, opened July 17th, 1955 on the opening day of Disneyland. And that ride is Peter Pan. An amazing ride. Don't say too much. I'm not going to say too much. Um, I will say that I was you know, was watching the Imagineer story recently. And, and again, I, I really encourage anyone who's a Disney fan, whether you're like Disney obsessed, Magic Key holder, or a person that just really enjoys the, the movies, right? Mm -hmm. Watching the Imagineer story and getting a perspective for how this all 
came to life and everything they did to not just build the park, but to create the rides and to test out this new technology. Um, it's really cool seeing where they had like the test track built for Peter Pan. Yeah. And they just had this like very bare bones sort of like ship ship on a track. And you're just watching these like two people like just sort of smiling at each other in black and white, just yeah. going around a room that has, yeah. that has no set decoration whatsoever. Um, I just think it's brilliant. I think they've done a great job over the years of updating the ride with keeping the nostalgia, you know, because I think that's a hard thing to do, you know, because this is so deeply lodged in people's yeah. hearts and minds, these these rides, these experiences when they were kids and looking over at their mom or dad while they're riding or grandma, grandpa, whatever. And now they're now they're the adult and they're watching their kids like you have to keep those like core anchor elements, but the way that they've used new technology to make the characters more colorful and vibrant and to make flying over London all the more incredible. I, I love, I mean, that's best part of the ride in my opinion right. is oh, flying, flying over flying London. Over yes, London. Yeah. And there's a hidden Mickey mm. in there, which I think I'm going to save. I keep thinking of all these hidden Mickeys I want to share, yeah, but I'm going to save it for our hidden Mickeys episode. There's a, there's a great one. And if you're, if you're a Disney fan who knows where it's at, shoot us a DM, let us know that you know where that hidden Mickey is on Peter Pan. But I think it's, it's incredible. I think it's brilliantly done. The fact that in 1955, they could make people feel like they were in boats flying, flying over yeah. the city of London in Orange County, California, <laughs> is just a testament to the brilliance of what Disney does. So yeah. uh, number eight for me is going to be Peter Pan. I love it. Um, all right. My number seven, is, some people would say controversial, but I think is super strong. Okay. It's going to be great moments with Mr. Lincoln. Whoa. I love great moments with Mr. Lincoln. I am from Illinois, so I've always felt a strong connection to Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Um, you know, being land of Lincoln. Yes, sir. Uh, this was started uh, in the World's Fair. Uh, the 1964 World's Fair is what they made it for, and then they brought it to Anaheim. Um, I just, I love it. I love, as you can see on the Imagineering story, when you see Lincoln actually stand up, like that was a huge thing Ooh. that they could make an audio animatronic go from sitting to standing up and look natural, look human like. Yeah. Um, I love it. If we were in Disney World, I love Hall of Presidents and I love the American Experience. Mm -hmm. All three of these are very similar uh, attractions, uh, but I love Lincoln. <laughs> I love <laughs> Great Moments, with Mr. Lincoln. And it's sort of a joke with my family because they don't necessarily love it like I do. <laughs> and so whenever we walk into the park, we're like, what should we do first? I'm like, great moments with Mr. Lincoln. And they're like, no, dad, we're not doing that. <laughs> and then like throughout the day, I'll be like, hey, should we go on Space Mountain or great moments with Mr. Lincoln? I think Lincoln is in the very, lead. Very complicated. You know, yeah. yeah. And but like the last time that we went, I was geeking out for the entire like, you know, 15 minute presentation. And it was me, my wife, my two kids, and then one like couple from you know Asia or something was sitting in the back, and we're just trying to cool off and just rest trying their to cool feet. off yeah. and find a place to sit. Uh, but I love it. It has uh, the song about the Civil War about one war blue and one war gray about yeah. the two brothers <laughs> yes. who like go off and fight, which is also in the American Experience in uh, Oh in really? Disney World. I've yes. never done that one. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh. what? I, what you've never done american experience at epcot no oh my god danny it's spectacular okay. it is spectacular is it better than oh it oh, only exists there it's by by the amphitheater yeah yeah my parents did it when we were there last year or two years ago now 
And I watched a live band perform in the amphitheater. I almost got married at the what? Uh, American Experience. Are you serious? I swear to God. We looked at it. The only reason we didn't do it, uh, we were going to get married in a church, but then have our reception at Disney World. What? And it was going to be in the American Experience uh, that has the big sort of rotunda and yeah. everything. The problem was is that it was a great like package they did all these amazing things and it's disney and they do it right but for the bathrooms our guests would have to go out into the oh, park yeah. and use like the park bathrooms there was no like dedicated it's sort bathroom. Of like hidden around the corner yeah there, it's like right? behind yeah. the food court and we just felt like that was a little tacky like we didn't want our our guests who are all like dressed up in suits and stuff to be like oh sorry i gotta go out into the park to go to the bathroom so right. we ended up not choosing it okay. but we almost did I thought you were going to say we almost didn't choose it because it actually wasn't allowed. No, uh, no, no. It's allowed. It's allowed. We we really almost did it. So, yeah, my number uh, my number seven, great moments with Mr. Lincoln. That haircut scene when he goes to, like, because you, you're, you're the soldier, right? Yeah. And, like, you hear, like, the door open and, oh, like, yeah. uh, and the guy's, like, snipping around you. Like, you feel like, and then Lincoln, you hear him, like, balloon, balloon, yep. balloon. And then he goes, thank you for your service my son or whatever he says you're just like oh my god like abraham lincoln's right behind it brilliant technology so brilliant uh great selection i would put it on an attractions list yeah but i guess that's it's so funny though that you and i i went into this thinking not a single lincoln type experience on this this was all going to be sitting in a vessel and being transported somewhere uh all right so number seven for me uh is going to be a ride that I think again, uh, my like was just so ahead of the time. I think because uh, it opened on June fourteenth, nineteen fifty nine, which is wild to me that it opened that long ago. And that rides Matterhorn, mm. isn't it wild to think of a roller coaster like that, being that long like ago. a steel tracked coaster yeah. that was that's built inside of a mountain mm-hmm. that also had the holes for like the. Um, the Skyway, yeah, to pass through, and the does the ma- uh, monorail does that go through the no? no? Oh, so it goes around, but, but the, the Skyway, like yeah. for Bob Gurr to take this on for this design, and again going back to the Imagineer story, go watch the episode. I think it's the first one where he goes back to the Matterhorn, and he shows the part inside with where, the basketball court. Yes, and where all the people who've worked on it have signed the wall. Yeah. And the, the producers with them asked, like, hey, did you ever sign the wall? And he goes, well, it's for people who work yeah. the ride. And he, and they're like, well, do you want to? And he goes, well, I guess as the one who designed it, I think <laughs> I, I sort right of earned to, the yeah. right. And it's just, you could tell that, like, he's just, he's such a humble person yeah. that he didn't feel like, because he never worked on the ride. And that was sure. the tradition. But the ride wouldn't be there yeah, yeah. without him. Uh, I think it's brilliant the way that it's designed of like, I didn't think about this until I was watching the Imagineer story again recently that they the lift takes you all the way up and then you just keep coming down yeah, from, it's yeah. just down, 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 down. And it's only like 100 feet. It's only like yeah. 120 feet, which is yeah. crazy. Um, but again, love how it transportative it is yeah. and and the abominable snowman as a kid, that thing awesome. scary. terrified me. Like, I always scary. knew where it was and I would cover yeah. my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Like, now yeah. I'm just like, ooh. Because you know, like, it like, always felt it. like it was actually going to get you. Yes. Like, it felt like it t- came too close to the cars. 100%. Like, you were like, she, okay, I get that you're trying to scare me, but that was very close. And I always used to think as a kid, like, I know it's a robot. <laughs> right. 
but maybe today's the day some real person gets inside of <laughs> yeah. there and he totally. jumps out at me and he yeah. like grabs me and they think it's really funny. Yeah, yeah. I my brain used to go there because I hated haunted houses as a kid. Yeah. Because of like the real people. Sure. Like when real people jump out and scare you, if I know it's fake, whatever. If they're real people, they uh, could do something bad. I don't do that. I don't do homie, don't play that. Yeah. Um <laughs> they say I'm in living color. Anyway, um, but uh but yeah, Matterhorn. One of the classics, I still love it uh, to this day. I love, again, that it connects, and I just put this together the other night, of like that alpine village of Fantasyland and just how that transition, it it all makes sense. It all, story-wise, makes sense. It's a brilliant ride. We don't, as a family, we don't go, we've gone on it, but it's not, it's one that we usually skip. And I don't, maybe as my kids get older, we'll do it more often. Um, but when we go to Disneyland, it's not one of the rides that we normally do. I don't really Can know. Can I what... ask you a question yeah. about Matterhorn? Yeah. Are you a right side queue or a left side queue? Um, well, I've always heard you go left. Yeah. Because more people are right handed. And so their natural Ooh. inclination when given a choice, right or left, is to go right. So if you go left, you have a better chance of it being a shorter queue. Oh, I always went left because I thought that 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 side was faster. Yeah. I don't know if there's any like science or like yeah. facts behind that, but apparently when I was looking this up online, one side is a slightly longer ride mm-hmm. than the other by like 14 seconds. Whoa. And I couldn't tell you which one it is. That's crazy. Um, if only there was a device where we could look these <laughs> things up. But uh, if you are listening right now and you know if yeah, it right side or left side is, is faster and let us know, are you a right side Matterhorn rider no. or a left side no. Matterhorn rider? Personally, I think I also like the left side because it cued by more interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you had, well, it used to be what, you know, 20,000 Leagues Under yeah, the Sea yeah. and now it's Nemo. I just felt like there was more to I look at. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. That was awesome. With the big, I'm like. I'm not a uh, huge fan of the Nemo one, but. You're not? No. Nah. Okay. I haven't been on it since it reopened uh, post COVID. Um, I have. It's not very different than okay. what it was pre COVID. Um, it's uh, you know I get it from a kid's point of view that it seems awesome, but there was something about the danger of Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea that seemed oh. a little like whoa. Now it's very friendly. It's very it's, friendly. It's all good times. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I I gotta say Emerson hasn't been on it yet. I gotta because she loves Nemo, yeah. so I gotta oh, get her on. Yeah. Um, all right, my number six, last one of this uh, countdown okay. is gonna be Goofy's Sky School, which is in California Adventure. Great ride. Um, I love this. This is a roller coaster. It's kind of tucked into the back corner of California Adventure. Uh, it opened on July 1st, 2011. Uh, it is based on Goofy sort of being a flight instructor. Yes. And the fun part about it is that the cars are very small. They're only two people, and they feel like shrunken. Yeah. Um, and the ride basically just does a bunch of complete super fast U-turns. Yes. It like kind of goes up and then it goes U-turn, 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 <laughs> U-turn. And so like you really truly feel, especially at the top, like this cart is gonna fall off these tracks. You're, I'm gonna go flying over Absolutely. that. Absolutely. It just yeah. it really has a nice thrilling aspect to it. I also like that it's a roller coaster that younger kids can go on because yeah. of the height restrictions. Um it's a longer roller coaster than a lot of the Disney rides. Some Disney mm. rides are amazing, but feel like they go really fast. Yeah. It's sort of like you get on it, whoa, it's amazing, and it's over. Whereas I feel like Sky School has a little bit longer of a, a experience. Yeah. Um, I like all the jokes in the line. You know, there's lots of fun little punny jokes yep. about Goofy being a pilot. Um, and there's also, you know, there's a, a ride called Barnstormer in Disney World that is a similar. It's also Goofy being a pilot. 
and it's okay. more it's less twisty than this one um but it's more of like a kid roller coaster is it at magic kingdom or which park it's is in it? magic kingdom oh, it's it back in uh where the like circus is where like never been back there. dumbo and everything's back there yeah because they have two dumbos there right? like there's yeah. two different yeah sort of lifts and things yeah. I, i've never been back to that part yeah, it's pretty cool of disney world which means i gotta go do you know fun fact uh or a piece of trivia do you know what goofy sky school used to be called no it used to be called Mohol and Madness. Mm. So when California Adventure first opened, everything was California yeah, yeah. themed, and it was the idea of like driving down Mohol. And That's then they so rebranded funny. the entire thing and turned it into like the Silly Symphony because yeah, that yeah. used to just be like a big orange or yeah. something that you flew around in. None of it really didn't connect to like Disney culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so obviously they rebranded and. Yeah. You know, connected with you. That that whole aspect of the Imagineering story is really cool and interesting about how California Adventure, when they first opened it, really was, like you said, like super California, yeah. way less Disney stuff. And then they were kind of like, this isn't working. Uh, whoops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's <laughs> wipe it all clean and make it a true Disney experience. I think they've spent to date more money refurbishing and remaking the park than they spent building originally it. to build it yeah I would, but, i'd believe that but they've taken it in a great direction yeah love the park all right so here's my last one for this countdown and before i share this one with you uh we are doing for this top 10 we're testing this out where we're going to give you 10 through 6 on this episode and then you come back next monday we're going to give you five through one so this is what we call in the biz a cliffhanger te- a tease yeah, yeah. A cliffhanger yeah. so you got to come back after the break, yes. as Seacrest would say. So if you're loving what you're hearing and you're not subscribing already, please make sure you hit that subscribe, hit that follow button wherever you are listening. And if you are really, really enjoying it, you know, give us a five-star review, yeah. rate it, review it, join let us Patreon. join the Patreon, follow us on social media, all the things, tell your friends, yeah. tweet about us, TikTok about us, yeah. all the things. You know what we should do, Danny, is if we get enough people that are sort of following us in Patreon, I know that we came up with so many great ideas for merch for Christmas, yeah, we should open a merch store for like fun Disney bits Dude. that we do. But we need sort of you know a good following before we. Start what should process. what would be that number? What what do you think our Patreon would have to hit for us to start dropping some I original? Think once Disney we merch? get to a hundred Patreon followers, okay. we'll start. Dropping you heard it here first, folks. If you yes. want to get some brand new Disney merch, you're not finding anywhere else, yeah. and you want to have the punniness of Eric and Danny. <laughs> On your person. It'll be awesome. Go join Patreon, and then you'll get into the private community. And I think there's already, I want to say there's almost 30 people already, and we just launched the show in the Patreon community. So come join that group. They're all Disney-obsessed just like you, and you're going to get to geek out together about all things Disney. Um, That being said, my number six, and this one was so hard for me to not put in my top five Mm -hmm. because it is a must, a must-ride for me. And for me as someone who is super competitive, this have to do it and that's buzz lightyear Mm. astro blasters i love that freaking ride (laughs) so much uh it opened on march 10th 2005 obviously inspired by toy story and buzz lightyear uh fun fact about that uh one of my good buddies adam who i think you've actually met at auditions over the years oh you guys have a similar look and you're out for a lot of the same roles he does a lot of disney you know guest stars sort of stuff like you he was up for, you know, when you first walk into the building, there's like that uh, walkie-talkie thing right yeah. there, or it might be like a kid's monitor, yeah. and it's like, we need more power, or whatever. He <laughs> yeah. like auditioned for that that part, uh, and I was That's like, how so epic funny. would that be that your voice just lives on yeah, yeah. forever? But I, I love 
the competition aspect of it. Yeah. I, I I will tell you, I have a lot of tips and tricks. I was going to say, are you somebody that like looks up like this is the, you know, 10,000 or 100,000 thing and oh, you're yeah. only looking for those? Oh, or are you yeah. sort of like, whoa, I'm lucky I came upon one? Ooh, a circle. No, like yeah. I no. I for years, not years, for a while, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to figure this out. I don't need the Internet yeah. to win. Sure. But then I would be like. I feel like I did really well and I only scored like 96,000 and then you see like the high scores like 2.3 million you're like what how? how did you yeah I don't and so I finally looked it up yeah yeah do you can I do you want me to share some of the hidden secrets here on the show just one just because one. I kind of like not knowing and like I when we played it in Orlando this past time that we were there uh I got a, a very high score it was like 500,000 or something wow. like that that I was like unheard of for me and it was because i found one that was a hundred thousand it was like hundred thousand two hundred thousand i was like oh geez stay on it i'm gonna keep we hitting were, that yeah so do you want me to share with you a overall game strategy or a sure. hidden target o overall game strategy okay so you don't want me to share the hidden no, target okay all right do you so you want to try to figure it out someday yeah okay all right um so overall game strategy for me is diamonds and triangles don't waste your time on circles and squares. Circles, I think, are 100 points. Squares are like 500 or 1,000. It's all about diamonds. It's all about triangles. And I will tell you, in the first room that you go into, the best target to focus on, because I got to drive, too. Yeah. I got to be the one sure. driving that joystick, and I'm always a right-side sitter because sure. I feel like that gives me just a little bit longer in every room because <laughs> right. the left side enters every sure, room yeah. first. So as you go into the first room, there's a big robot straight ahead of you. Yeah. But then if you swing about 120, 180 degrees to your left, there's this battery that's sort of like floating yeah. back and forth in the air that has a, a, yeah. a diamond on it. And I will lock in on that because everybody's just facing the direction yeah, yeah. they send you. And literally just like from the moment I, ha I can get a line on it yeah. to almost out of the room. I'm on that I'm on that diamond yeah. the entire time. And then right as you're about to come out, there's one last diamond on the wall that's hidden behind these batteries that you have to knock down with yeah, the square yeah, shot. Let this. the people in front of you knock those down. Don't focus on the square. I want you focused on that diamond. Okay. <laughs> that's what I want you focused on the entire time. But I have I've I have joined the million point club multiple wow. times on that. One point, uh, I have a picture of it because you know you can send the picture yeah, yeah. to yourself. And there's nothing worse than getting a high score. And the computer system being down that yeah, day. Yeah. But I have one day I was the number seven. So I was on the top 10 wow. board and I like took a picture of it. I sent it to me. I'll post it on our social media That's of the amazing. day. I think I got like 1.4, 1.5 million. That was pretty epic. Yeah. Never, you know what's a, another fun game similar to that? And I, I can't believe I didn't put it on my list is the Toy Story Dude, that's you, also very fun with the, you know, sort of uh, score keeping. You can put it on your California Adventure ride. <laughs> yes. Top 10. <laughs> when we get that specific, yes. Um, all right, folks, that's, uh, that's going to be a wrap for us here. Make sure you come back next week for five through one of Disneyland Attractions. Um, we got some good stuff cooking. And uh, bravo to Danny for getting a magic key today. Let's Dude, hope that he's here that next wild? week. <laughs> we'll see we how might that. be the only podcast we'll in the world where a host... Streamed it. <laughs> Got their magic key on air. On air, yeah. That's pretty amazing. Um, but make sure you like and subscribe. Leave us a review. Follow us on Patreon, all the things. A big thank you to Chris, Sicily, and, and Brooklyn for his amazing producing and editing and sound effects. We love it. Uh, Danny, I'm excited for next week. And as we close every episode of the Disney Countdown, D-I-S, see you real soon. N-E-Y-Y, because we count down. <laughs>
Disney Countdown Show. Yeah, we did it. Awesome, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. See ya.